I just want to talk about how excited I am that we're going to be doing WorkbenchCon this year and we're going to be doing the Instagram takeover. I know. Holy smokes. And you know what? It's going to be so cool because we're going to be doing lots of live. So people who aren't able to be there, they don't have to just wait for like some sort of recorded podcast later to come out or whatever. Right. We're going to be behind the scenes live with time to like play around. And exactly. If they can't make it this year, they're going to experience it with us. But if oh, they're yeah. there, then they get to be on it with us, which is really cool. Like, I can't wait to just kind of like walk around and like, first of all, you know, harass the folks that we love and get yeah. in there and lots of, you know, just actually see the people that we've interviewed in person. Like, how cool is that going to be? But then I can't wait to get tapped on the shoulder and just by somebody who we don't know yet and get them on there. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, new woodworkers, new people to the scene. Yeah. Exposure to like, I, I can't wait to get that because yeah. I know when I started, if I could get on something like that and you know, and meet people. That's, it's huge. Tell their story and be able to share it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's going to be a super fun event. So we're doing the Instagram live takeover, and then we're doing a couple VIP interviews in the VIP lounge. So everybody can look out for that. What else do we have going on? It's all, it's going to be like red carpet style, like we were discussing. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we're going to be doing basically like a raffle. So if you are going to the show and you want to be on our podcast, we're going to be raffling away a few spots to be on the podcast, which is going to be exciting. I'm, I don't know if we haven't finalized it yet, but it's either like two to four, um, like 30 minute podcasts. I think we were talking about. Yep. Yeah. So that's, that should be really cool. And then we hope to be, you know, meeting up with as many presenters as we can to get a little bit of insider info on their classes before they start. So if you're kind of torn of like, what class do I want to go to? It might help people out, you know, figure these things out, which is going to be great. Cause I know if I was torn between two things and I got a little bit more info on them, it would help me make the right decision. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun. A lot of fun to like meet a bunch of people to be able to interact and be able to provide that platform. It's going to be such a cool event. Yeah. I'm excited. Me too. If you're growing guys, tell us, we want to know, like hook yeah. up with us, come find us. Please. And then like share, and then we could share to our stories too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Start, like, yeah. yeah I would love that. And that's this February, 2022. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm excited. Me too. Welcome to episode 60 on behind the maker podcast, BTM. I'm Nicole Davis, your co-host at rep in my hood and all good things gifts. Joins with joined with my co-host Tiff at Night Cover Designs, and I hope you enjoyed our intro announcement. We are going to have so much fun. Tonight's episode is Ben at Ink and Americana, and I know a lot of you asked his tips of what he does with all of his wood art, and he shares them all. Ben is an interesting man, fast talker, fast mover, fast mover. He shares his story from owning his own gym for 16 years to now selling his art, along with loads of tips for how he works his wood art. So watch on YouTube too for a shop tour at the end. And of course, do all the follow likes. We love you. Can't wait to see you guys. Enjoy the show. So I like reminders. Ooh, so professional. Oh, hello. What's up, Ben? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yep. (laughs) I say it takes a while to connect. Yeah. Going. I went to, no, I went to log in and Zoom had, like, you know, like sometimes when your phone updates, it just takes apps off, you Mm -hmm. know, and then you have to, like, I didn't realize Zoom was, like, taken off my phone the last time it updated. (laughs) So I was like, oh, shit, of course, like, right when I need it. Well, I, that's what I just messaged you because I'm like, watch, he's probably having technical issues because it happens yeah. to all of us. It's you don't, you know, you have it and then you forget like to check. Yeah. And it's like that panic. And, and that's had that little like cloud, you know, with the like arrow. Uh-huh. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, I don't have Zoom anymore. Yeah, of course. That's probably a good thing. That means you haven't had to have a Zoom meeting in a while. Yeah, since right. quarantine. So yeah. 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 Well, what's up? Thanks for coming tonight. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You're in Florida, right? In Orlando? Yep. Yep. Technically in Longwood. Yeah. I don't know where Longwood is. I'm going to look it up. It's like Northern, Northern (laughs) Orlando, basically. It's Orlando. 
but yeah. Nicole was happy to have somebody from Florida on the show. Yeah, we're like neighbors. Where are you at? In Wesley Chapel, about 40 minutes north of Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, Very cool. I didn't realize you were over in Wesley Chapel. I live one hour and 50 minutes and 109 miles from me. <laughs> <laughs> she does like to go look at nice houses. Any good ones in the neighborhood? <laughs> yeah. There are a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I know prices did skyrocket for houses through this whole pandemic. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Florida is really crazy because during the pandemic, all the other states that are shut down and Oh, I won't even get into it, but like people want to come to Florida because of our governor and like his just kind of no BS kind of attitude towards everything. So it's, yeah, it's That's been cool. crazy here. Yeah. You always lived there? No, I, I grew up in Ohio. I, oh, okay. uh, I moved to Florida for college. I went to FAU down in Boca. Okay. Um, and I was there for five years and then I moved to Hawaii for a year and then nice. I moved back here to Orlando in 2000. I've been here ever since. Wow, you've been in Florida for a while then. Yeah. Why only since Hawaii for a year? I went out thinking I was going to stay for three years. Um, <laughs> but after one year of spending money <laughs> in Hawaii, I was like, yeah, it's time to go. So that's yeah. cool that you got a year in, though. That's a fun yeah. experience. Yeah. yeah, it really was. And I wish I would have. Because I went planning to stay for three years, I was like, um, I gotta take one of these out. Can you no, still hear me? Yeah, totally. Um, I I was kind of putting off like doing some of the sightseeing and island hopping and all that kind of stuff. Cause I was like, oh, I'm gonna be here for three years. And I ended up only staying for one. So I didn't get to do a lot of stuff, but I wish I'd have done more cause I was putting stuff off, you know, but we had a good time. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. We were there 99, for the 99-2000, like, New Year's. So oh. we were in Hawaii for the Millennium New Year's, which was it's pretty awesome. Great. Like, yeah, because yeah, it's nothing but fireworks everywhere. So it was yeah. Fun. yeah. Really cool. That's super cool. Yeah, it was cool. What did you go to college for? Um, exercise science. Oh, okay. Is that what you yeah. do now or, like? No, so, like, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, you know, when I got to school. Um, mm -hmm. I, out of high school, so I grew up in Ohio. I wanted to get out of Ohio. And at the time, this is, I, I graduated high school in 93. Um, so dolphins, I don't know if you guys remember. I remember they were big back then. Dolphins were like, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I was like, oh, I want to do marine biology. And number one, I knew it would get me out of Ohio. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so FAU, back then, you know, it was limited like search, you know, like, internet was limited in like terms of like searching for college programs and things like that. Um, and so I found FAU. I was like, Oh, FAU has got a marine biology program. That's where I got to go. And <laughs> my dad was like, well, I guess we're going to study marine biology. That's where you got to go. And so I got there and loved it. You know, well there's no, way you're getting me, you're no way you're getting me out of Florida once I got there. Yeah. Um, but I changed majors like, I don't know, one or two years in and um, I just, I knew I wanted to be active. I wanted to do something athletic. And so I thought exercise science would either, you know, steer me in some kind of path to be in health and fitness or sports or, you know, something right. related. Um, and that's what I did for the last 16 years. I owned a gym here in Orlando. I had a cheer and gymnastics gym a what? Um, that I started a cheer and gymnastics gym. Cool. Like Brandon All-Stars. You're over there in Wesley Chapel. Um, but uh, my ex-wife cheered at Texas and I cheered in college and we met like towards the end of college. And that's how we met. We went to Hawaii together, came back. So cool. I traded stocks for a couple of years and then we opened a gym and we had that. Um, I just closed it. We, so we divorced in 2012 and then I closed the gym in 2019. Yeah. Oh, good time to close the gym though, I guess. Right before. It was like, it I was, was gonna say, like, yeah, it, it was yeah. the, it was the craziest, like, change of events like when people say follow you into follow your intuition like the things that happened to me like from 2019 on till now 100 follow your intuition because i could have kept my gym open 
like it would have been a very like it would have been a negative year basically you know yeah. but like in the gym business you kind of already have money coming in from next month to kind of pay bills so you can kind of like you can get creative with it mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean you're making any money you know what I mean like you're basically just barely breaking even um and I just after 16 years of being open I was like we had like a dip in our tryouts and I was like you know what I don't know what I'm gonna do <laughs> I have no clue what I'm gonna do I know I don't want to do this another year for a yeah. loss you know like I just didn't want to do it and went to the landlord because I had a year left on my lease and I talked to him and he agreed and I like hustled and got everything, got my entire 9,000 square foot gym that I'd been in for 16 years. You can't imagine how much stuff you accumulate sure, yeah. in 16 years. I cleared it all in two weeks. Wow. And um, yeah, and got it all sold and done. And mm. I was like, I'm out. And from that business, I have some good relationships with high school coaches. So I do some summer camps and things like that still. But other than that, I'm completely done with it because I just I don't know I just did it for so long I did it for 20 plus years and um yeah I just had enough of it like I was like okay I'm ready to do something else that's and awesome yeah. yeah I love it and so I was uh yeah was kind of a man without a career path at that point because you do something for 16 years you're like yeah what's next, <laughs> what's next? You know? yeah and so, so I was trading stocks oh. um I had traded stocks back before I opened the gym for three years and 9-11 happened, really dried up market making, which was what I was doing at the time. Um, but I was like, oh, you know, I'll take some money and I'll start doing some stocks. Um, that didn't like happen fast enough, you know? So I sold my house, which I had my house for almost 20 years. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to relax. I don't want to jump into another job because I knew like once you jump into another job, you're stuck, you know, because like, Right. You're making money to pay the bills and you're just going to keep that cycle going mm -hmm. and i was like for once let me just take it easy like let me just pull some equity out of the house i'll sell it and i'll just coast so like 2020 <laughs> i was coasting like COVID hit and i'm just like i'm already coasting y'all like <laughs> sorry sorry awesome. you know but they really it just it just happened that way like complete blind luck if i had kept the gym open and shut down during covid uh it would have forget it because that's what happened to a lot of gyms like a lot of gyms right. that were in the same boat as me like month to month barely you know just getting to the end of the season kind of thing when COVID hit it wiped out like a big chunk of the gym owners so it all happened for a reason like that's awesome you know for me yeah it kind of divine timing just kind of happened so and yeah through quarantine I just got I think the creative juices that I used in that sport we're just mm -hmm. sitting like dormant. Like I got to do something, you know, creative. I had no outlet and um, yeah. And I started looking at, I took Facebook and Instagram off my phone. Cause I was tired of, I was tired of everything, <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. everything that was on a year ago, everything that was, you know, last, last summer, two summers ago. Um, I was like, that's it. I can't anymore. Like I, I was kind of like, I was in a habit of just picking up my phone and like mindlessly scrolling, like, you know, brain's not even attached. Like yep. I'm just like doing that. And I'm just like, oh, I got to stop. And I literally just deleted both of them off my phone. I didn't delete my accounts, but I just took them off my phone. Yep. Started looking at Pinterest. And you know how Pinterest is. Like Pinterest like just shows you more of whatever you click on, you know? You go into a tunnel. And, yeah. and so the only two things I was really clicking on was uh, reclaimed wood art and traditional tattoo designs. So I'm always looking for my next tattoo. Like I didn't start getting tattoos until I was 36. Now I'm like, probably every couple of years, I'm not like, I don't go and get a whole bunch, but like every couple of years, I like to get one. Um, so I was just looking at traditional tattoos and reclaimed wood art. I'd done some woodworking. Like 20 years ago, I built a couple entertainment centers. Okay. Like, I, I like had that a was like, feeling you've had some kind of experience because your frames. Yeah. You so I, I did mean? some like, joinery. Yeah. Yeah. I did like some biscuit joining and stuff back in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, but that was the extent of it. I did, you know, like face plates you make for cabinets and things like yep. that. Um, so I did that kind of stuff. Um, but for like literally for like two years when I first got to Orlando. So it was like oh two, oh three. <laughs> I made a couple of entertainment centers and then just was done with it. I was like, yeah, yep. done with it. <laughs> and uh fast forward when i was looking at the reclaimed wood art and 
the traditional tattoos, uh, reclaimed wood art was going, getting away from just a bunch of wood colors and started having like, you know, distressed painted colors and they were starting to put different shapes into their designs. Like some people were making mountaintops and things like that. And my brain was just like, traditional tattoo designs are simple enough to cut out of wood, you know, like they're Mm -hmm. not super intricate, pretty simple. And so I'm thinking, oh, that would be, I don't know, for something in, something in my brain thought that the line work in tattoos, if painted black, would show depth in 3D. That's where my brain was. And then I was like, and I watched all the home improvement shows. So I was like, oh, shiplap's popular. Like I could use shiplap, (laughs) like to fill in the space because, you know, it's on all the home improvement shows. And I was like, well, that works for home decor because like, maybe you don't want a whole wall shiplap, but you can still have shiplap. Right. You know, like, (laughs) it'll still, it's that Martha meets Snoop Dogg kind of look, you know? And like mixing in that with tattoos kind of just made sense to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I tried, I thought about it for like three weeks. I thought like through every step, okay, how am I going to do this? Okay, how am I going to do that? And I literally just let it marinate. And I was like, well, I guess I got to get a scroll saw. So I got on Amazon. <laughs> We're in quarantine, mind you. And I like get like the cheapest everything I can find, like the cheapest scroll saw I could possibly find. I ordered like on Amazon. Or like, <laughs> it was like a uh, American. It's all covered in dust. <laughs> oh, that yeah. one. That one that's underneath the workbench. <laughs> it's a general general American or something. I don't know. Yeah, I got it. Was you. Like right at like a hundred bucks, um, and I thought. Well, if this doesn't work, I'll just send it back. <laughs> Amazon, they take everything back. <laughs> so, so I ordered that. I already had like a little small compressor. So I ordered like a $20 HBLP sprayer. Um, and it, I don't know. It's just where my head went. Okay, so how am I going to make that? And so I like, without watching anybody else do anything, I hadn't seen any videos. I just, I get this idea that I'm going to cut a tattoo rose out of wood. And instead of using shiplap, I wanted to keep it cheap. I can show you evidence. I, <laughs> I used uh, I used wood shims because they were only like five bucks for like for a, a big bag. Stack, yeah. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I'll use shims. Who cares? And so, you know, I did that. I did like a stack frame shims, cut out the rows, and I used balsa wood for the actual rows. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, because I'm thinking, oh, you got to have soft wood. The light you know, and soft, yeah. It was the worst thing to cut ever. I'm sure like, it kind of bounced, it. right? Because it's so yeah, light. It just, yeah. Yeah. It just like ripped apart. Yeah. Had no like clean lines whatsoever. But so I made that one and it didn't turn out how I envisioned it. But in the process of making it, I knew how I was going to make the next one mm-hmm. better. You know what I mean? Like I knew yeah. like I could see from the relief, like the depths from the balsa and the shims, like they were like the same thing. And I knew like from that one that I made, I wanted to see it stand out more. I wanted the thickness of the wood to be higher than the shims, if that made sense. Yeah, you had a vision. And then, I don't know. Yeah, and then I was like, next time I'm going to use shiplap because that's what I wanted to use in the first place. I'm going to use shiplap. (laughs) And then it just kind of went from there. I made, I don't know. I made one more project. It's kind of like a double sparrow and like a little flower thing in the middle I saw that. came out pretty cool but it was you know kind of basic the scale was off because I was still printing on my old printer mm-hmm. and so like the <laughs> sparrows were small and they needed to be like this big um but I showed some friends and they were like dude that is so cool keep doing <gasps> it like just that little bit of encouragement yeah. you know from my friends and I was like all right I'm gonna keep going and so then I started like researching Etsy shops as I'm like milling over what my next designs were going to be. And, uh, and on Etsy, like a, a thing I read about the Etsy algorithm was like, you want to start with like 10 items and then you want to keep releasing like a new item, like every, whatever, like every week, two every week, whatever. And so I was like, okay, I got to make 20. I need to make 20 <laughs> so I can <laughs> open up a store. That was, that, that was the next thing. That I need, was to, it, I need yeah. to make 20. And um, so, yeah, so I went to work designing and figuring out what I wanted to make. And, you know, I made six or seven in one batch. Literally, I think it was my third, like, project. Wow. Round of projects. And I'm like, I'm going for seven. (laughs) (laughs) That's so so funny. Oh, it was. It was. 
And so after doing that, I realized I don't want to do seven of anything ever again. Um, <laughs> and I kind of slowed down a little bit, but you know, I think two of those were like flowers and they sold, I hung them at my friend. I had a friend down the street who has a restaurant and, you know, just in small talk, she's asked, she asked like, well, what are you up to? And I was like, oh, I'm doing smart. She's like, really? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, we've got a hallway right there going to the bathrooms. If you want to use it, you can make it your own little gallery. And I'm like, really? She's like, That's awesome. I was like, kick ass. So like, as soon as I made those first six or seven, I took them down there and hung them. Not thinking they'd sell. Well, two of them sold like in the first week, you know, like little $70 flowers. Sweet. And I was like, holy, you know, and like yeah. for something you just made, you yeah. stuck on a wall and somebody paid 70 bucks for it. You know, I was like, all right, I'm on to something, you know? And so <laughs> I just kept making and making and challenging myself to do something harder. And then, so from August of last year until November, my hashtags were all traditional tattoos tattoo tattoo wall art i saw that, I that I like everything yeah. was I, I i didn't know i didn't know scroll sawing was a thing like i really didn't like i thought scroll saws were for cutting snowflakes you know what i mean like i really didn't know <laughs> right there was a whole scroll saw community wow and one of the one of the guys i know but I never owned a scroll saw. So how would I know? You know, like I don't know. <laughs> and you got rid of Instagram for a year. So there exactly. you go. Um, but my buddy just happened to he wanted to come down and kind of learn what I was doing. And um I was happy to show him because I kind of wanted to have some help, like if I needed it, kind of thing. And um he went back and one of his one of his neighbors was a scroll saw guy and like told him about it, like scroll sawing, <laughs> like as a like thing on Instagram or social media or whatever. And so that was the first time in November of last year, it was the first time I ever like hashtagged scroll saw or started looking or searching for anything scroll saw. That's so, and so I was kind of, yeah, I was just like blindly doing stuff for three or four months, <laughs> just figuring it out. And that's what I and then, you, it seems. And then I discovered scroll saw and I was like, oh, wait a minute, you see what I do all this stuff. What am I doing over here? You know, so yeah, it was, and then it just kind of fast forwarded from there. You know, watching what everybody else does gives me ideas. And I'm like, ooh, I want to do that. Yeah. And, you know, it just, um, when I kind of announced it, it went over really well last year um, in terms of like orders, you know, like people, I just got busy. Like I was constantly busy from November until summer. You made of some last really year. interesting pieces. Were yeah. those all local or those ones that you had to ship pretty far? Um, most were local. Wolverine was in California. Um, the, um, the Supreme sign that I made early on mm -hmm. was local. That was one of those, like, I was still young, <laughs> still new and still like wanted to like, Ooh, I want to do that. Yeah. And then once you make it, you know, you're like, I'm never doing that again. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> those, those kind of projects. We all know those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I think part of me really wanted to do like kind of those just crazy projects. Cause like. I don't know. I just, if you, if you want to stand out, you got to stand out. Like you got to go for the crazy. You're not afraid of you know. a challenge at all. You can yeah. No. Like, and like, crazy. yeah. Did you yeah, the Godzilla was for a CrossFit gym. It was, yeah. it was all the way in the bottom. He put this Godzilla together and it just like, it just keeps growing. You just watch it, <laughs> it together. And it's like ridiculous. Agreed. I was actually really appreciative that you had a still photo. Like if you slide over, cause I was like, I want to stare at it for a moment. It's just kind of like that building. The way you use yeah. um, on that and then like the, the gator you did. Yeah. Amazing. So is that why you went for the sprayer? You wanted to see the shading? Well, so we go back to tattoo. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in tattooing and traditional tattooing, the coloring is very simple, which is again, why I chose tattoo. And the only reason I, people ask me if I was a tattoo artist, I wasn't. My oldest daughter and I watched, um, uh, What's, what's the ink show called? Um, the contest show that they have tattoo artists go against each other. I've um, watched them all. I feel like it's just called ink. Ah, <laughs> what's it ink called? Whatever it is. I used but to we watch watched, all the time too. We used to watch that like every year, like every season, we, you know, Wednesday nights, whenever it came on. And it was just like a fun thing. And from watching that show, I learned a lot of just the fundamentals of like traditional tattooing, you know, like why the black is so important. Like listening to the judges critiques and like, 
how they explained it. And, and my dad being an artist, you know, and kind of having an art brain background, you know, I just kind of paid attention to that stuff. My dad would like, he always wanted to know how people did whatever, you know, like when I grew up going on vacation, we went to a museum every vacation. That's every cool. vacation my dad drug us to a museum like seems cool unless you're seven or eight you know no, like, i know oh. for you guys it's like oh this is awful. yeah yeah it's pain on the canvas dad got it but like looking back now you know i mean that's how passionate he was i mean we're talking like in the 80s you know it wasn't like easy to find museums like but every single vacation right. we stopped at at least one or if not two or three museums every <laughs> vacation so i don't know i kind of had that brain of like how do they do that? Like always like in the back of my head. Yeah. Always hearing your dad talk about that. That's that it stays in there. It's awesome. Yeah. And he would definitely like, he would bring things to my attention. Like, you see how they do that? What they did, I bet. Cause he would like, he wouldn't just look at it. He'd want to like figure out how they did it, you know? And like, once he figured it out, he'd be like, here's how I bet they did it. And he <laughs> would like tell me, you know? So I kind of have that problem solving brain, you know, for my dad. But um, anyway, where was I? <laughs> black from the ink I, I know i got lost on the well I, I like how you do the black and i like how you do the color. oh that's I, where i was the, the fading the fading from paint oh, yes, that's what yes. it is yes sorry side note um no problem so with, so with traditional coloring they only fade like red to black or yellow to black or whatever to black like it's a very simple shading kind of like you know process and so when i in my first early stuff that's all i did i just had a color like one color like yellow or red or whatever and I faded it to black you know what I mean and then as I kept going and wanting to do more with the color I'd start adding like okay let's do two two shades of orange so I do like a light shade of orange a darker shade of orange and then black cool. and then the more I started doing that I was kind of like let's see what it looks like without black like how dark can we go with just orange that it still gives me the thing so then I kind of adjusted like what tattoo rules were to what I was doing. And so instead of just doing one color to black, I would, now I do like usually at least three colors, like Christmas tree and um, olive drab that I just did. Those are like three greens, you know, to make one green, but that's what gives it the richness, you yeah. know, like it's the, what gives it like that fade. Yeah. yeah. I was super yeah. impressed with this face that you did. Holy smokes. Let me find it. I can't believe you did it out of wood. Um, the guy with the headphones, actual picture versus my version who is this guy oh the sunny sunny streamer the guy with the superman shirt on for yeah, best, like jacket yeah and a jacket sunny streamer yeah that's impressive that like just like alone that you can make a face out of wood <laughs> <laughs> like it looks like a face and it looks like his face yeah. and the colors yeah. i the one inch belt sander really changed because I started with a four inch belt sander. I don't know why. Again, didn't know. Like I, I bought it after using like this, but like I had like a, um, like an old one, like a black and Decker palm sander. And that, that one week that I did the six projects, <laughs> I said, like I had no belt sander at all. Cause I'm just sitting there sanding every piece with that old palm sander. And it was seven hours straight and my hand was stuck like yeah, this. Yeah, I'm sure. And like, I was like, that's it. I'm getting a belt sander, you know? And so I don't know why, but I settled on a four inch belt sander. And then about two months later, I got the one inch belt sander. Um, Were you just like nicking your fingers constantly? Cause of the small I just couldn't get in. I couldn't get in the small, tiny places that I wanted to get into with the four inch. Um, I don't know, something about the one inch and I wasn't even thinking about shaping yet. But something about the one inch belt sander, I was like, I need that because that's going to help me do whatever. And so I got it. And then I saw, um, um, who's the Canada? Um, she does a lot of florals. You're almost narrowing it down for me, but so many people do. I think, I know Creative is in her, her Instagram handle. Um, I'll think of it. Pretty good at this. God. She's like a really big account in Canada. She Wildwood does. Creative? Uh, what's that? Wildwood Creative? Yes, I think that's it. This is like yeah. a game we play now. I guess yeah. the maker. 
I think it's Wild Wild Creative. That sounds right. Yes, Wild Wild Creative. Beautiful um, blonde hair. Yes. Yeah. She does a lot of, she was doing some, some, you know, more shaped flowers, you know, rounded edges, but with a little bit more shape, but she's using like quarter inch material, you know, and me, I'm using three quarter inch material. So like when I see somebody doing something good on one, on quarter inch, I'm like, well, on three quarter inch, that's gotta be amazing. You know, let's see what I can do. I've got so much more and, surface. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I was like challenge accepted. You know what I mean? And so like, I literally like, <laughs> nobody challenged me. It was just me, you know, but I get the one inch out and I shaped just like, you know, it was only like a seven or eight petal rose that I shaped, but I actually like, instead of just trying to round the edges, yeah, you I wanted to see like yeah. how deep, you know, I could go. And, and, you know, it was literally a 30 minute project. It wasn't like I was investing a bunch of hours. I just like, who cares if I ruin it? Let's see. Huh? And that was like the first project that I actually tried to shape the hell out of, you know, and once I did it and like kind of learned, like, as long as you don't mess with the footprint of each piece, like the bottom edge, right where they're going to always, you know, fill where it's supposed to fill, you know? And once I kind of got comfortable with that, then I just applied it to everything I was doing, you know, and <laughs> added five more hours to almost every project since then because of it. Like I liked it better when I wasn't shaped. No, but I, I mean I I do like it though. Like it definitely, um, I think brings the projects to life. You know, um, the Wolverine project I did was I kind of impressed myself on that one. But and that's have a look too. Like yeah, and and it's and it's weird because like if I picked up a Dremel or a tool to like actually carve, it probably wouldn't look anything like what I do with a one inch belt sander. You know what I mean? But like. For yeah. some reason, it just kind of has a look to it. I don't know. So we'll just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, the Wolverine too, with all that blue and the yellow, with the contrasting colors like that, it just, your eyes just keep popping everywhere. Like it just, it is, it was very striking. I think yeah. I was already following you by then. And I was like, this guy, he just, he just keeps knocking them out. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's amazing. I've got other projects. I've got some other ideas I want to do. I've, I've kind of always been the idea guy, you know, like too much so sometimes because mm -hmm. you have too many ideas, you can't follow one, you know, um, but I've got a ton of things I want to make and I just little tricks I want to try. Hey, everyone, it's Tiff from Night Carver Designs, and I want to talk to you about our awesome sponsor, Sabretooth. They make carving burrs that you can use either on your rotary tools, angle grinders. They've got the four inch disc, the two inch disc and a ton of burrs that are going to make shaping your wood very easy and uh, quick, I would say. The the course is what I usually use, but I've been kind of getting hooked on their whisper line, which is like an extra fine bit, which is less sanding, and it still takes away a ton of material. They've got all kinds of kits you can grab that are kind of assembled to help you get started if you're brand new to power carving. So go check them out, and when you're... Uh, cashing out enter btm at the end and you'll save 10 percent on all your orders so go check them out and don't forget btm to get your 10 percent discount i'm just having fun you know so are you doing I've got a couple what's that are you doing this full time right now um well i started real estate over the summer um up until may i was like for three or four months i was really doing pretty well may i was like it was a good month. And I was like, man, it's going to work forever. And then summer came and I really, I'm pretty bad at marketing. I'm pretty bad at like doing any kind of, I don't know, whatever you call it, but like, I get it. You know what I mean? Like making is one thing, but kind of growing your business, whether that's a new website, whether that's, you know, expanding onto YouTube or TikTok or, you know, whatever, doing collaborations, whatever expansion looks like kind of got to keep expanding I think you know to kind of keep growing to stay sustainable so that way on your worst month you're still paying your bills you know what I mean if your only revenue is coming from custom work well, when custom work dries up <laughs> yes. you don't have anything else going you know and and it was okay at the time because again I had those summer camps and I had them again this past summer mm -hmm. those are nice and they like you know bring money in so I don't have to worry about anything um but then like when summer was over and I was thinking, ah, oh, this year is going to be even better than last year, you know? 
it just hasn't been like it's kind of just been slow and you know i don't know i think covid and everything else is partly to blame being around the art community at a cafe tango they all say you know art is the first thing that goes when the economy starts to turn or anything like if anything starts to you know wane or whatever she's like it's always art first like it's the first thing that people stop buying so just kind of those kind of sentiments i was like oh in something else you know and so now i'm I'm been into real estate now for about six months i'm loving it like i really do enjoy it because it's it's more social as far as the job goes and i enjoy that part of it um and i'm getting smarter i'm I'm trying to get smarter with what i'm doing here um i want to you know start making some t-shirts and some other small things do some more i saw that you branching out to some shirts yeah and there's a lot of stuff to do like just little things little chopsky kind of stuff but I think it'll be fun. I do want to do some educational stuff in the yeah. future. I want to do some yeah. how-to painting and how-to shaping and all that kind of stuff. Cause I don't know. I'd love for other people to do this. Cause it's, I don't think it's hard. So we I, do. I really don't. About that, right, Nicole? Kendra, a damn rad. She wanted to know about like, yeah, scroll, talk, scroll saw tips, which I think you've already touched on with like the painting and the belt sander. And- scroll saw, I'm really not a good scroll sawer to be honest. Like. <laughs> hide it with your shade or your shaping <laughs> i can yeah yeah if i can shape it and paint it i can either paint it black or i can shape it away so yep. uh i can hide a lot um yeah scroll sawing itself i'm really not great at scroll sawing um shaping yeah. i think i just have the eye for it you know like i don't know like i remember you know somebody asked michelangelo about like carving one of the things and he said you know i just took away what didn't belong yeah. and and i remember thinking at the time what do you mean you just took away what you could what didn't belong you know but like when I do it with the sander that's the way I look at each piece like I look at each piece I'm like okay what's it supposed to look like and then I do it you know but it's like it's like a miniature version of it though you know what I mean like it's like paint by numbers you can't mess up paint by numbers you just paint that number or whatever color so like when I pick up a piece it's like shaped by numbers for me like in my brain you know what I mean yeah no I get so, it um actually I wanted to ask you about that when you're going through an image and you're deciding where you want to have your cuts, is it just you trying to look for a rhythm? Like what, what's your thought process behind that? Or is it just kind of free form? Um, so smaller pieces, it all comes down to how I can shape it now is how I look at pattern design. Um, faces are tricky because for me to shape something, it can't be a big piece. It needs to be a certain size piece. You know what I mean? Um, the bigger it gets, the harder it is to really shape it well, depending on what it is. But um, for the most part, like your face, if it's just flat one one face, I can't shape it. How do you shape that with a one inch belt sander? You know, so like I have to kind of cut, I'll draw like where the natural lines are, you know, to kind of break it up into so smaller impressive. pieces. Yeah, it's draw a face, let alone make it with wood. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. It's so impressive. And then you do like well, face and some other lady's face. Yeah, I did that Mardi Gras one. I did. Yeah. Um, that was my first one to try like straight on, and I didn't want her to have lines and stuff. I wanted it to be smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked at it and I was like, okay, how? Because like shape wise, I wanted to shape her forehead. And I wanted to shape her cheeks, and then I mm-hmm. wanted to shape her nose. So I thought, okay, let's cut. Like forehead out, cheek, cheek, nose. Interesting. Right? And so cut those shapes, shaped them. And then when I stuck them back together, I just used wood putty and I filled in all the cracks, made it nice and smooth, which took oh, okay. that, pro- like shaping it was pretty quick. It was the filling in and oh, sanding and filling in and house. sanding. It took me a few days of waiting for it to dry. But um, yeah, it came out like full, almost like a mask, you know? but it's all out of MDF and wood buddy. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause you wanted that smooth surface. So you kind of had to hide <laughs> like a plastic surgeon. Yeah. You had to hide <laughs> your works, your cuts. <laughs> yeah. So I just wood buddy. You know, that's kind of how I've always approached it. Same was my dad. Like everything was just problem solving. Like that's the way my dad would explain three-dimensional art. Cause like my dad would make, he would get hired to make like a 12 foot hockey mask you know like when the columbus got a professional hockey team like they wanted a big goalie mask like hanging in the front lobby 
So that's the kind of stuff he would make. Like he could figure that out, you know? So stuff I make, is like nothing. Like, <laughs> like he made boats basically from nothing. That's but, so uh, interesting to grow up with. I yeah, know. it was like, it was really, I took it for granted because you don't know, like when it's in your house and it's just everyday normal, you don't think it's that cool. Like dad, my dad was building another 12 foot hockey mask today. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he was like pretty low key. Like he wasn't, you know, a, a show off kind of guy. Like he was very just conservative, I guess. And, um, but yeah, he made really cool stuff. Like his attention to detail and his finishes, like what he can do to stuff way better than anything I can do yet. I'll get there one day, but I'm anxious like to go said, home. What's that? I like how you said yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Is trying. Still in Ohio? Yeah, he passed away five years ago. So now you're honoring him with all that, pushing yourself. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Oh, he talks to me. He tells me how to do things for sure. Awesome. It's not yeah. good enough, son. Keep standing. <laughs> yeah. He gives me ideas for sure. He definitely, all of my color comes from my dad. Like 100%. Like he always had a an eye for color and like contrast and just all that kind of stuff. Composition, I guess. And like, I'll just ask, like, if I don't know something, like, I don't know what the right, like if I paint something and it's completely wrong, like it just sucks, you know, I'm like, oh, wasted all that time. I'm like, okay, what color would it be? What color should it be? And I'll just think on it. Like I'll meditate on it. Okay, what color should it be? I 100% and, get that. <laughs> and usually when I get up, I know what color it should be. Oh, I love like, that. And it's, All it's night, weird. I'm like thinking about what color that's going to be painted. Like seriously. <laughs> I will be. Well, if you like visualize it, like mm -hmm. your mind will eventually come up with the perfect yep. color. But yeah. you just got to be patient. You got to think about it, you know, because we get so distracted. It's one thing meditation's really helped me the last three years. When you don't know something, just sit down and unplug. That's all meditation is. People think it's like some anti religious, this, that, or the other. Yeah. It's simply turning off your stress. Like just Take be off. able to turn off your stress for 20 minutes so that you can just think. Yeah. without being stressed you know like stress kills you like stress literally kills you makes you dumber because it releases chemicals in your body that you know literally make you stupider when you're stressed and so meditation to be able to turn off stress for 20 minutes and just think clearly it changes a lot it solves a lot of problems i wish we met i wish more people meditated to be honest do you have a time to meditate? what's that do you have a time that you meditate uh, usually first thing in the morning when I wake up and then like midday when I get tired, like when I, when I usually want my nap, <laughs> I'm old, I'm 46. <laughs> so like around three, three thirty, I need a nap. Um, 30 minutes of meditation is actually more, uh, refreshing than a 30 minute nap. So I'll, I'll lay down and I'll meditate midday. Um, and it works. It works really good. Like when I was more full time back in May, I was out here like eight hour days, you know, so I'd come out at like nine o'clock. I'd go until like one, I'd stop for lunch, come back for another hour or two. And then I was just like tired. I'd go meditate, drink a coffee. And I'd come out for like another three hours. And that was like my every day. I was like loving that groove. Cause it was like, yeah. ah, yeah. I'm do art today. Like, what am I going to do today? I'm going to do art today. You know? And like, <laughs> it was, it was a good groove for like two months. Like I was feeling, it. I was like, oh, this could be full time. I'm loving it. And then summer happened and it was just, you know, it's one of those hiccups and I know everything happens for a reason. I'm really glad I got into real estate because when you're doing, like I've been doing art and it's been my only income, you know what I mean? Like you can't grow a business when it's your only income. Like when you got to pay bills with that money, like how do you grow a business? You know what I mean? And I really do want to grow the business. I do want to like expand and do other things with it. Um, the only way to do that is to add money so i'll get yep. there yeah are you doing uh residential houses is that what you're doing yep i'm doing uh buying and selling and um it's been fun like i really enjoy it i got my first deal done about a month ago i'm working mm -hmm. on my next two or three right now so it's um it's one of those things you definitely you gotta get out there i mean it's a hustle like real estate is a hustle you definitely have to get out there and yeah, but you get on the phone shoot yeah, people down for art for six months yeah exactly yeah exactly and i think quarantine really like 
when I was the gym owner, I'd only worked 20 hour weeks. You know, like it was a pretty cush job, which is probably why I wasn't super successful. But um, but it was easy, you know, like you just show up, you coach, you're only open four to nine o'clock. It's a pretty easy gig, you know, it pays us the bills, you get to go on vacations. Yeah. Life's good, you know. But that never got me ahead. Like I never, you know, did anything more than that. And now I'm to that point where I'm making up for lost time. Like yeah. all those years I spent working 20 hour weeks, like I'm making up for it now, you know, and that's just, I've got the energy coming out of uh, quarantine and just, I don't know, the, the funk that I went through during the whole quarantine thing. And just, I don't know. I just, I want to be around people again, like quarantine for, for me and just the whole way the um, George Floyd thing went down and to, to feel and hear people's emotions surrounding that, like, I'm like, just made me think, like, we need to get around each other more. Like, we're, we're stuck watching TV in this version of reality versus talking to people and making our own reality. And so, like, I don't know, during that, I just, like, I want to get out. I want to get out and meet people and do stuff, you know? And so doing art, I think, was a way to express, you know, a little bit, kind of get out of that. I definitely... I think mental awareness, meditation, and just being more in tune with ourselves is like a huge part of like, I don't know, I just, it's, I'm like an advocate, I guess you'd say. Like, I want people yeah, no, to. I love the new shirt and the, in the mug and stuff. And I like that. That's what you went for your first. Yeah. I yeah. love the message. Mm -hmm. uh, I just, I don't know. I think they, when you find something that you're, you can do and then you have something that you're passionate about and you can mix the two you know like say that's the sweet spot and so i'm like yeah that'll, that'll be my sweet spot then because i like making stuff i'm really passionate about you know just spreading awareness i think everybody needs to i think we need to wake up like yeah i think the old way of doing things is outdated i think our technology is way too smart and advanced for us to still be stuck in the stone age on the way we operate at yeah. the political and social level. I just think we're smarter than that. Like we gotta stop arguing. Arguing doesn't do anything. Arguing will last forever mm. about anything because ever. we are all right. Yeah. And we gotta learn that it's just part of it. Like stop arguing. What's the best thing for all of us? And that's kind of, I guess, where my head's at. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know that. That's not really wood shop talk. Oh, it doesn't have to be woodshop talk. No, we love this. Yeah, we're here for you. We want to know about <laughs> you. That's a huge part of you. No, yeah. that's, yeah. I think it's great that you're sharing that that message. And like I said, when I saw your shirts coming out with that, I was like, that's that's great. First of all, you, you stand apart because you're showing who you are with it. But also, it's a great message just to keep putting it out there. You know, yeah. you can't yeah. enough. Yeah, and I just, yeah. I don't want to get into COVID and politics and all that stuff. Oh, I just, yeah. um, I don't know. I think it makes me feel a certain way and it makes me, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think we all look for our tribe, you know, in, in moments like that. And I kind of like the people I follow, the podcasts I listen to, like, I feel like I have a tribe out there, you know, that like feel and think about the same stuff. And yeah, so I just, I don't know. I want to make cool shit. I got one coming up. I got a new design I got working on. Yeah, what you want? Um, so one new one I'm doing. Um, it's a little political. Ish. <laughs> Ish. Not too much. Not too bad. But it's um, it's a traditional uh, wolf wearing a sheep's head. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Sword through both of them. Right. And then there's going to be a couple of shots jabbed into the sheep, right? And then a banner that says, follow the money. Uh, yeah. I don't get it. I'm... Wolf's in sheep clothing, I'm hearing. Wolf in sheep's clothing. And he's got like shots, like like quarantine shots, or not quarantine, but COVID shots, like shots, like in his oh, fur. Shot. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. And then the banner says, follow the money. Should be good. Let's, yeah. Because I, I don't know if you guys knew, none of our hospitals are reporting their earnings right now. No idea. Yeah. 
I, yeah. Yeah. they're supposed to, they're, they're mandated to report in like the last, since COVID started, they haven't reported their earnings or what they're charging for anything. There's a whole nother like cause on Instagram I saw. And um, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I don't want to get started. So <laughs> I like to make, I'm a, I like to make little pieces of art, little like innuendos. Yeah. I'll leave it at this, that. Is this, I'll let it be um, art. Is this for you just to make it? Yeah, just to make it. That's just cool. For fun. I, I like see, I follow a lot of tattoo artists, I follow a lot of uh, t-shirt designers, I follow a lot of just artists, period, on mm -hmm. Instagram. I don't just follow wood art. Um, and, you know, I'll see designs and every design I look at, I instantly think, how can I make it, you know, or could I make it or would I make it or want to make it or whatever. And um, as I scroll through some, I find some that I'm like, oh, you know, like uh, I'm your Huckleberry. That was Abram Rose's original design. Um, it didn't say I'm your Huckleberry. It said something else. But after I pat, like I looked at it, I stopped. And I was like, ooh, I really like that design. Because I noticed like the cowboy had his arm behind his back. Like he was kind of like, you know, he had his whiskey bottle, one hand and like his hand behind his back. And I just liked it. But I like, whatever the words were, it didn't work. Like it wasn't something I thought would be yeah, cool. Yeah. And so I kept scrolling. But then like I thought about it for a few days. <laughs> and like literally three days later, I'm like, I'm your Huckleberry. That'd be the perfect thing because he looked like Doc Holliday. He's like, oh, there. <laughs> so like I, I bought it from him and I made him change the letters for me. But, um, you know, I'll see designs like that. And I just, I want to make it, you know, so. So is that I'm what you're going to be doing? Kind of like the future of your business is kind of making what you'd like as since you have real estate now. So now you can actually kind of like rely on that hopefully more as your paycheck. And now for your art, you can kind of do more more you yeah. yeah that's what i'd like to do yeah because and i don't mind doing custom orders you know i don't want to like shake you know, them. on custom orders yeah. or anything like that because like, i enjoy doing them but i definitely would like to do some bigger projects just to do them you know like for me like i'd like to do a big hulk like what i did with wolverine like it because wolverine turned out because it was just chest and head basically yeah. you know so it's a zoomed in look so i can put in quite a bit of detail when it's that close, if it was his whole body, I couldn't do much, you know, it'd, be, it'd basically just be the outline of his body. But when it's zoomed in and it's like his head and chest. So I want to do that for basically every comic character that is out there. I think it would be cool. Be awesome. have, yeah. I think it'd be awesome. cool to have a collection of those. And with my circus ticket, I want to do a whole collection of, so the whole point of my circus ticket, <laughs> going back to the great awakening, like, I made that a year ago and right when everything was happening, the great awakening movement kind of got political and like some idiots got involved. They're like, Oh, great awakening. And so they kind of like made a whole joke of the great awakening, like the phrase. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm like, okay, well, we know it's going to be sloppy. Like we know it's going to be kind of a mess and getting through that basically where we're at right now in the world like something has to happen like just just kind of crazy I think like where we're at right now but I wanted to do that and I wanted to make a whole series out of it so the great awakening circus like the ticket that I made is the invitation to the show like okay. that was my idea I wasn't sure right? if that was a custom no I just made it. just made it so it was kind of the invitation to the great awakening right like it's gotcha. just a fun big circus piece and then what I wanted to do was take all of the circus characters, <clears throat> like the old school circus characters, and make their own piece for each one with like a message in the piece. Like I want to do the trapeze, like letting go of the handle. And it says, just let go to what you know. You know what I mean? And they have kind of like the vintage, like circus, like playbill kind of like yeah, the, the black order to it. You know what I mean? do like a strongman one, do the ringleader, do like basically all the cool circus characters, but each one has kind of like a mindful message, you know, with it. It sounds like um, you've got some art installations brewing. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm hearing like series, collections. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think those would be the fun ones for me to do, you know, like personally, like if I got to pick and time was of no <laughs> consequence, those would be the ones I would make, but you know. Time's limited. Life is life. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. 
I look forward to seeing what you make. I get excited whenever I see you post something new because I know it's going to be further than the last thing that you just did. With with The Bride of Chucky, did you do that with Tiff's face? Like for Tiffany, did you do a little bit of like the joint compound to hide some of the cuts or did her change your technique? For the most part, um, as long as you shape. So what I'll do, like if I cut, like Bride of Chucky's face is pretty cut up. Like it's got right, a lot of lines in it. Hide your cuts there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like on, on Chucky, he's got scars all over the place. Right, no big exactly. deal. But on them. her, I was trying to make them nice and smooth so you couldn't see them as much. So I'll just like, I'll typically pinch two pieces together. So when I sand them, they have the exact same edge. You okay. know? And when you get them that close together, when you paint them, it's not, you can't really tell from two feet away. You know, like if you get up close, you can tell, but from, you know, not too far. So it just looks like a smooth like face. Two cuts together. No. I've That's taken hard. my nails. Like I've had yeah. like moon-shaped nails <laughs> so <sure>. many times. <laughs> I even burnt yeah. through the middle of my nail once. Like I didn't even know I was touching it. And like the meaty part of like my nail bed was like exposed oh. after ah. cutting through. That took that took like two months to grow out, by the way. Don't do that. Oh gosh, so. yeah. But yeah but um yeah for the most part like with your face it doesn't really matter how you cut it because you're gonna like you're gonna shape it to look like a face so even like you can cut it you can cut it straight up and down you can cut it in the squares and just shape it to make it look like a face she came out like the hottie that she is i was very impressed (laughs) made i made wood boobs You don't know how excited I was when her character came out. And I'm like, my name's Tiffany. Oh, <laughs> you know, she's the bride of Chucky. Yeah. yeah. I know he had a bride. That's cool. He's got a lady. Totally good for Chucky. Yeah. That was a one year wedding anniversary gift. Oh, that's such an awesome couple. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. They are cool. That's Very awesome. Cool. I just like can see like their whole house getting that theme. I love like the black ship lab and everything. It just looks so cool. Thank you. And you did your highlight with the red instead of the black like you normally do. So that that's really, really fun piece. Yeah. The black just work. Like everything pops off of black. You know what I mean? Like so if you butt it up, that's one thing I've learned too, is just shadowing, painting the sides of things really makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. You leave it one solid color all the way. Like if you leave the thickness of it the same color, it, it it takes away the edge because it all goes like to me in my eye, like if like <laughs> I was like he needs to show us something I could tell. <laughs> so like this is the top of the snow globe for the Santa place. So the Santa chair, like that goes there, right? But yep. like, if I leave this part gold, mm-hmm. it doesn't pop. Like, it doesn't stand out from the backer as okay. much. And so, like, same thing on this. Like, this needs to be black. All of this needs to be later. black. Black. Okay. And so it'll give it an edge. Is it more of like a face mm-hmm. to see? If that makes sense. So that's one thing that um, I kind of always look for. It's what makes my stuff look like my stuff, I think. Um, but yeah, that's a little trick. That's badass. Uh, but anybody side. listening, this was shown on YouTube, by the way. Check yeah. out episode on YouTube because he's given lots of good tips. Well, hopefully, yeah. actually, we just got an email uh, today or yesterday that we can do the Spotify video podcast now. So oh. it should be oh, cool. Spotify too, which would be pretty cool. Yeah, yours might be the first one on there. Very cool. I was like, that's me. (laughs) You're so generous and and I think it's I think it's fun for people to learn how to do like the way I do stuff coming from tattoo mind, like I think anybody can do what I do. Mm -hmm. I really do. Like you're you guys know, like you're you're cutting a pattern. Anybody can cut a pattern. Like once you get it into small pieces, to me, shaping is like I said, it's shaped by numbers. Like you yeah. can break it down into small little tiny pieces and think, okay, what should this little piece look like? 
and then figure out how to make it with a one inch belt sander, you know what I mean? Or, or whatever your tool of choice is. And then just put it back. I usually do like three or four pieces around each other at the same time. Like, you know, I, like I, I'll pick one piece up, shape it, put it back, pick it back up, shape it some more. And I'll move the next piece, you know, and like kind of match levels. If I need to, to pick up two pieces at the same time, I'll do that. But I really, I feel like anybody can do what I do. The painting part of it, I think is easy. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it just takes practice. You know, it just takes kind of gun control and just a lot of frustration. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, learning to paint with HVLP, it's more paint management than anything else. Like, and I, I don't know, like if you, so I watch some painters, like car painters, just to see tips and what guns they use and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Those guys are like, and women. Sorry, I follow one, a woman in Canada. She actually does really cool paint jobs. Um, but they'll use things one time, throw that shit away. You know what I mean? Like, they're not interested in like keeping paints for the next job or the next project or anything else. They literally use it one time and throw it away. <laughs> I keep all of my paints. All of my paints. I don't. All, yeah. And like, so when you do it like that, you get clumpies. Clumpies clog your gun. And so like that wastes so much time when you first start. Cause you're like, you'll start spraying. Like, yeah, here I go, I'm going. And then pff, nothing's coming out of your gun. You know, and you're like, ah, damn it. And getting those clumps stuck it's just, it's paint management, you know, like if you get smarter at cleaning the caps off, which I'm still horrible at, like I have nothing but a mess. Like I'm about to throw everything out just and start over. Um, <laughs> it paints but like it's, you know, yeah, it's just messiness. Like if you're a clean painter, HVLP spraying is very easy. If you're messy like me, it's still not hard. It's just a mess. Like <laughs> I just stopped trying to be neat. Like nine months ago <laughs> it's gotten worse and worse because I was really tidy put things back in their place I got a little cabinet just for paint cups all that stuff and it just keeps growing you know like it just keeps now it's taking over the whole first bench of my of my table over there I always so, say I, mean, I love having the podcast because it forces me to clean my desk every week <laughs> Yeah, same. I actually, yeah, I cleaned up for the podcast too. Yeah, yep. <laughs> All my yeah. brushes are back into their holders, you know, like the paints <laughs> put back in the tray. Let me show you how bad. So my paints, look how much dust is on top of them. Beautiful. I don't know if you can tell. Oh yeah, we can see the layer. But there's like a layer of dust on all of them. And like all my greens, look at my greens. So many containers. It's bad, like it's bad, but <laughs> and then it, so when I run out of these cups, I just move on to the 3M cups. So I have a whole new like collection of new cups over here. Those are nice though. Those are like definitely nicer looking than the other ones because that because they are the they're new and shiny. Yeah, and I like them. They're bigger, um, but the uh, so. I don't know what you call it, the outlet for the hole, like on them only fits 3M guns. So you have to get an adapter. Got you. Which isn't a big deal, but every time you screw them off. So again, if you're, if you're an auto painter, you're going to use one color on one gun and that's it. So you yeah. screw it on, you spray, shh, I'm done. You take it off, you throw it away. Right. That's not what I do. <laughs> like if I'm spraying white, I'm going to switch to yellow I'm going to switch to green, then I'm going to switch to blue, then I'm going to switch to purple, then I'm going to switch to black. Well, every time you, so. You got to like spray it out between each. No, well, <laughs> smart people would. Smart people would. I don't. Like, just I just take the white me. and I just like, like when you, when it's just the white, you can like tilt it upside down and you can take it off. No big deal. So now when I put the yellow on, yellow's on there, I'm spraying yellow. So now when you go to take yellow off, you can't tilt it upside down because the white that's still inside right. the gun will drain into the yellow thing. So you got to do it this way. You got to do it sideways. <laughs> when you do it, then all, this, all, the, all the paint just goes black. Just splat. So you like split. 
and then you put the green on splat you put the blue on splat you know so like they're nice cups but they're a pain in the ass they're messy to switch i should say that the other ones are much cleaner to switch it sounds like yeah. you need airbrush gun because you can just take the containers off and they stay or like you can yeah. just switch from airbrush gun to airbrush gun with your hose yeah. and leave it in there <laughs> yeah i need to stop using so many colors what i need to stop no, i need to no, use no. like three Keep colors for the colors the colors <laughs> your art pop <laughs> Well, yeah. thank you for hanging out with us. I really appreciate you coming on and just like no sharing your story with us. We really yeah, super passionate and intentional. That was fun. Well, thank lot. you guys. I appreciate it. I seriously learned so much from you. I, I literally, I've been following you for a very long time and watching your stories, but had no idea what you were doing before, you know, and yeah. no clue how you yeah. got going. So that's great. Well, thank you guys. I, um, I'm having fun. I'm going to. I'm gonna keep doing it, you know. Like I'm just getting to that point where I've, I've you know, I've got my first year under my belt, and mm -hmm. I don't know. Now I like want to take everything I've learned and kind of apply it, you know. I I feel like I've got a big project coming up. Like get that feeling. Yeah, I just got that feeling. Like I get it. Once you do, once you do everything, like for me, once I do everything, I'm like, okay, what's what's that one thing I want to do, and I want to. I don't know. I've, I've wanted to do something crazy for the last few months. So I think when I get some time, I'm going to dream up something crazy. But we'll see. I might do a shop sign for me. I like think an Americana shop sign. But it's going to be like, be like big shop sign. That would be so awesome. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Anyway. Thank you. Have a good night. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.